This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was the New York Knicks. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode 99. Wow, Billy. Dangerously close to triple digits. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Party like it's 1999. Like it's 99. People love 99. 99 is right on the cusp. It's what everything costs. Yeah. That's true. It's what everything costs. People won't buy things that are two dollars, but one ninety nine. Well, I'm it's getting it. Deep psychological difference between two dollars and one ninety nine. Gasoline goes one step further. They make their gas three thirty nine and nine tenths. <laughs> Have you seen that? Why do that? Psychological <laughs> advantage, but we will take as small a penny fraction. We'll take it. It's not four bucks. Three yeah. ninety nine and nine tenths. It's not four. Not four. It's not four. <laughs> I'm saving one tenth of one penny. I'm going to mobile. Ninety nine has such great psychological import in our culture. And then when companies go ninety eight, ninety eight, it's like we'll do you one on. better slash less. Come on. <laughs> Walmart says they love to slash prices. I know. They just do 96s. I agree. The Walmart rolling back the price commercial campaign with the happy face sort of like knocking on the prices and then they just fall back. I always thought the price that it landed on was decidedly random. Right. It was like we go from 699 to like 490 like 472. And it's all because of the 72. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got to be 0 or 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Period. Yeah. yeah. It is true that like in other countries, Maggie and I were actually just talking about this yesterday. I think other countries People from other countries really get tripped up over, like, the taxation. Like, in America, like, the taxing and the tipping. Okay. It's like, I feel like I'm not too well-traveled, but I do think that, like, taxing and tipping is, like, relatively unique to our country. Tipping certainly tipping, seems like it. yeah. But, like, sale. I don't think a lot of other countries have sales tax. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, when people from other countries come to a store here and, oh. like, buy a thing. And then it's another number. Why, why didn't you just – why not just tell me the real price of the thing on the label? Mm -hmm. Like, why fuck with all these tax yeah. 99s? Yeah. Well, I don't it's know. Sometimes yeah. I do like when menus are like the sandwich is eight dollars and seventy two cents because it's going to turn into ten dollars. That's right. I like that. That's kind of nice. Yeah, when and it's like, thoughtful in advance. It accounts for the tax pre production. Pre production. Right. Pre production. Um, <laughs> Adam, it's episode number ninety nine. Yeah, man. And like always, we had no idea what we were going to talk about. No, uh, not a hair of an idea. Right. Yeah. So we asked Twitter. Yeah, we did. We asked Twitter. Yeah. I, specifically, I asked Twitter. Yes. And I said, Hey guys, we're about to record an episode. Does anyone have any ideas yes. for us to talk about? Yes. Um, one uh, caveat I included in the tweet yeah. was uh, make it a non-Thanksgiving non topic. We want to zag when others are zigging. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to be on the HeadGum podcast page this week. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to see one podcast talking about turkey. Turkey. One Stuffing. talking about Thanksgiving. Cranberry sauce. So we said we want to zag. Let's zag when others zig. Help us zag. Yes. So we wrote recording a new podcast today. Got a non-Thanksgiving topic idea. Yep. Send it. That's from at NoJokePod on Twitter. Yep. We got cartoons. Cartoons is good. Someone followed in the sea vibe and said Canada. Canada. Podcasts exclamation point. Well, a podcast about podcasts. Going meta. Okay. What do you think about that? I kind of like that. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to I listen to some. You do. I listen to some. You recommend podcasts. Yeah, I've kind of I've sort of dove in the podcast lake. Still, I don't feel like I could contribute. No way. Jams, jellies, and preserves. Oh, that's funny. The that's big three. So hilarious. Who suggested that? That's from Evan Wooten. Thank you, Evan. Right on, dude. <laughs> yep. Um, and then finally, someone named 
Broccoli Rob. <laughs> yeah. Robert Anderson. Yeah, broccoli Rob. Good uh, Twitter handle. Wrote back, ghouls. Ghouls. Ghouls exclamation point. Ghouls. Um, we're not going to do any of those. No. But what is a ghoul? A ghoul is a ghost. A ghost. G-H-O-U-L? Yeah. A ghoul is a ghost. Oh, it's just a ghost? It's a specter. Cur- it's like an a, apparition. A, a curtain with holes? Curtain with holes, man. Really? That is a ghoul. I always thought a ghoul. You know the Fry Guys? McDonald's Fry Guys? Uh, like the mascot? Kind of like, uh, yeah, kind of like uh, pom-poms with legs. Yes. <laughs> um, I always imagined them covered in mucus, and that was a ghoul. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? Okay, so you always thought a ghoul was one of the McDonald's Fry Guy puffball with legs covered in mucus? Yeah, like if um, a sketch artist, if I witnessed a crime and a sketch artist was like, describe the ghoul, I would say like um, a furry basketball. What? Like with like strings hanging off it. Wow. They're all like gross so you don't want to touch it. Kind of yeah. like Jabba the Hutt. Yes. And they have legs. Well, I guess my question is why Why was that your ghoul association? I what? don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Too ghoul for school. This is why I immediately <laughs> reacted to someone writing ghouls because I was like, he knows about those mucusy balls? <laughs> And then when I asked you, I was still kind of like hesitant, like maybe I don't know what ghouls are, and you just said ghosts. Just ghosts. I had to tell you what I thought they were. <laughs> Holy hell, mucus balls with legs. Safe bet that we are the only podcast on HeadGum this yes. week yes. Uh, talking about ghouls and mucus. I think so. Okay. Uh, mucus at least. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's all the time we can really give to ghouls. Yes. Maybe we'll revisit jams, jellies, and preserves down the road. I think we probably should. Right. Uh, but to uh, uh, Evan, I would say uh, – I'm sorry. It wasn't Evan. that rec- Broccoli Rob. Uh, I would say that there is – just to plug a podcast, sure. true to brand. Okay. Uh, I would say that there is a new podcast on HeadCum called A Funny Feeling hosted by our friends Betsy and Marcy, and it is about ghouls, yep. ghosts, and all things supernatural. Yep. So they are tackling ghouls on the weekly. And to Evan Wooten, I would say um, there is a jelly um, that is called Goobers, <laughs> and it has peanut butter squished in it. So if you don't have the time to open two jars, <laughs> the time. If you don't have the time to open two jars, I would check out Goobers. God, that's so funny. The peanut butter and jelly combo was like one of the first like pre-internet like life hack. Right. Like it's like, you know, are we gonna start serving like frozen French fries that are covered in frozen ketchup? Is exactly. So it's like you put them in the oven and then you just don't have to squirt the ketchup on the French fries. <laughs> it's like it's already done. It's like we can handle that extra we could, step. So we we actually want. That's part of the fun. Is the squirting. That's, that's part of the fun. That said, we'd love to get some goobers in the studio please send us goobers we are we are we are pro goober we are pro goober if you send us a goober yes some goober yeah the goobers i don't right. know what the proper sort of uh pronoun is <laughs> right if you send us goober we will Come. have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on air with you okay. together that seems like we've kind of like taken a wet towel and we've just squeezed it dry yes. asking for <laughs> we're, I know, we are like, just you beg- guys, we're beggars people are saying like you do this for free but what? it still feels like we're asking <laughs> too much <laughs> So I would like to acknowledge that. I'm, I'm saying that with a gift to right. my left. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> we ask for too You are literally too kind to us. So You're too good to us. We need to go to the next step. <laughs> yeah. We asked for J. Crew pants and we received J. Crew pants. I can't believe it. I wore them. They're so comfortable. We wanted it from a crooked exec. We got it from a lovely uh, girl named Runna. <laughs> exactly. That said, crooked now it's exec. time to get branded. Yeah. We're going to need the Welch's company. <laughs> yeah. Specifically someone in the Goober division. In the Goober department. If you work or know someone. Yep. Who might know someone yes. who might know someone in the Goober universe. We would love nothing more Truly. than to get a care package from the Goober team. 
That's peanut butter, that's jelly, it's swirled together in yes. the same jar. That's what we want here in HeadGum. We don't need you to be a goober. No. We just need you to potentially know someone who might know someone. We'll even take someone who works in the marketing department Definitely. for goobers. Any, Any foot in the door counts when it comes to goobers. You'll get a pick on <laughs> No Joke Pod. Twitter. Yeah, man. Good. That's a good one. Okay. Well, we uh, covered a lot. Great. Housekeeping. Now that's done. Now that yeah. that's done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We want to talk about something that you've cared a lot about for a long time. Yes, I have. And this year, I've started to care much more about it. Yes, my man. That is the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks basketball organization slash franchise. We recognize that sports episodes for us don't always resonate with everyone. It's niche Right. That niche Niche-y. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's narrow. It's a, maybe a narrow, a, a narrow interest to some of you listeners. But in the first 99 episodes, I would say that uh, people have gotten to know us yeah. based on the things that we've done and the things that we love. That's right. So we can't be exclusive with our interests. Yeah. The Knicks have defined you and I so for strongly. a very long time. That's really actually weirdly true. Yeah. Yes. So in the first act, we will talk about our histories with the New York Knicks. But before that, I would just like to say that the 2017 New York Knicks are so fun to watch. <clears throat> and um, that's why we're doing this. Jump on the bandwagon now, folks. It's very fun. Get on it. Broccoli Rob, Evan Wooten, all of you. I don't know if you like basketball or don't, but the Knicks are worth rooting for. They're Good. awesome. Love it. They're awesome. Love it. Yes. Um, they are currently 9-7 and seven on the season. That's nine wins, seven losses. That's great for the Knicks. Can't believe that. We we rarely won nine games a season. Come on. For the last 15 years, we were a laughing stock. We won by like 20 last night. Right. Jesus. But growing up, Adam, yes. um, you were a fan of a good New York Knicks team. The, the 90s New York Knicks were seminal to my, not just like getting hooked onto team sports right. in general, like rooting for team sports, but like they're, because their sort of like personality or the makeup of that team was like rough, grisly, yep. kind of mean, yep. defense first, yep. uh, f- quick to fight. Just kind of aggressive. The New York attitude. Really New York. It stood to kind of like – it de- definitely East Coast attitude. Exactly. It really ca- – they came to like become emblematic of like New York grit. Yeah. Like New York City grit. Biggie was alive. Wu-Tang was rapping. The Knicks. I mean John Starks, yeah. Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. These were bad boys and it was awesome. Truly bad boys. Yeah. The Detroit Pistons, for those of you who are basketball scholars, had a team in the uh, – maybe like a half click before these Knicks, late 80s, early 90s, that right. were called the bad boys. Yes. Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn, Dennis Rodman, because they would hurt you bad. Yeah. And they would like – it wasn't like not in a fun way. And like this is before the NBA, sort of like the culture that it is now where everyone is pals. They were like legitimate enemies with each other back then, which made it kind of fun. Correct. But the Knicks sort of took that mantle uh, of like the Detroit Piston defense first, tough as nails, yep. bad boy yep. vibe yep. Um, in New York. So it like already had some glitz to it. And then they added the the final piece of the puzzle, which was Pat Riley, who was mm. the coach at the time. Slick hair. So slick who was was just like – yeah, looked like a mafia don, and right. was not like sort of wore physical. the suit right. So right, he, he just was wore like wore the suit right exactly, for New York City. Exactly. Yeah. He was like way well dressed Armani suits. He like sort of was the fine, fancy polish on this like rough and tumble junkyard dog. Let me interrupt the you there for Please. a second because we're talking about this handsome, uh, yeah. slick guy yeah. who overran the show. Yeah. But there was a guy in the middle of the New York Knicks yes. who was the opposite yes. of handsome and slick. Yes. Monster goon. Yes. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing, the ultimate goon. He had knee pads. <laughs> he had. He sweat at the free throw line. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning and starts flop sweating. He was wet. Yeah. He was one of the most wet basketball players I've ever seen. <laughs> and sometimes when he would get hyped, he would uh, go into the crowd and give high fives, and it looked like he was shattering these poor human beings' <laughs> arms. 
to the elbow. Oh, like, Not just hands. It was whacking them. Because he wha- <laughs> he's seven feet. Huge. Probably pushing two, I don't know, 300 pounds. Or so. Huge. He's a gi- <laughs> Huge. He's a giant man. And also, to your point, when he would sort of come in for those very aggressive Madison Square Garden high fives, sure. also lakes of sweat. Oh, yeah. I just mean soaking wet. Oh. Soaking. Oceans. Name a more wet basketball <laughs> Doesn't player. exist. Are you a basketball fan? Are you a basketball historian who listens to the No Joke Pod? Name one. Hashtag wet basketball players. Who is wetter than Ewing? No joke Nobody. pod on Twitter at <laughs> yeah. no joke pod. Yes. Tell us, name a more wet basketball player Doesn't than exist. Patrick Ewing. Does not exist. We would love a photo uh, to accompany yes. that wet basketball player. Yes. Not necessary. Not necessary. No. We will know the wet player you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Uh, but there was one of the other re- – I know that we've gotten into this on the podcast previously and also on Luke Kelly Klein podca- podcast, which we did. But another reason that I rooted for the Knicks was sheer contrarianism because Michael Jordan was the alpha at the time and the Knicks were his rival. Right. So I just sort of like – Sure. That, that was a, added more fuel to the fire. Sure. Now, I know that that was sort of like complicated your early relationship with the Knicks because right. you're a New Yorker, mm-hmm. you hometown pride, yeah. regional rah-rah, right. but also Michael Jordan, and you're a huge Michael Jordan fan, and he's kicking Ewing's ass every year. I was the lone Bulls fan in my circle of friends who loved the Knicks. Yeah. And that didn't make it complicated that like when we watched Bulls-Knicks game that I was rooting for the other right. guy because I always won. So it didn't really matter. You literally always won. Right, which is why when you said, like, our rivals, like, part of me was like, don't be so no, We didn't have any rivals. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that hurt. Even it hurts my Rival- feelings. A rivalry that. means that sometimes you win and sometimes oh. we win. The Bulls always <laughs> never win. never didn't. They were Michael Jordan, and he wins all the time. Yeah, he did win every You could talk about LeBron time. versus Michael Jordan, and to me, the one thing that just stands out is the finals record. Jordan 6-0. Six six. Clean 6-0. Six oh. You couldn't beat him at the end. No, you didn't. If you got to the end with him, you couldn't beat him. No one did. Whereas the Knicks, you could beat them. Yeah, and he did every time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And the years that would follow after those years yeah. uh, got progressively worse and worse and worse until they bottomed out unto, to become the laughing stock of the NBA. Yes, I would say that. So the Knicks are owned by a monster idiot named James Dolan, who's like of the Cablevision fortune mm-hmm. or whatever, like heir to the Cablevision throne. Yeah. And he's an eccentric weirdo and he's sort of a maniac and he's kind of terrible. He's and in a reggae band. He's in a reggae band called like JD and the Straight Shot, I think. Yeah, he looks like your accountant, but yeah. he's in a reggae band. Yeah, it's not great. No. He's not the best and like I don't know like uh, maybe you can speak to this too so sure. like in sports professional sports teams sure. are such are their corporations unto themselves yes. like huge organizations and cultures and cultures like really are like corporate cultures yeah and you know if you listen to all this like corporate culture yada yada it like really depends on you know, the person at the top, their, his or her kind of attitude and worldview does to a certain degree kind of trickle down totally. through the whole organization. So, so at maybe the top we, of the Knicks Mountain is an idiot. Sorry. And so I say that we talk about that toxic idiot Great. in the second act. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, let's play a song. Great. Uh, there's a New York Knicks song. Really? Go New York. Oh, go, go New, New York. York go. Go. Oh, come on, please. I mean, yes. sh- do we? should we? Uh, sure. Are there verses about the players' names in there where it's like, gonna see Mason drive the lane? I almost want to say that our dear mutual friend and Nick fan, Ben, I think maybe at one point in our lives has sent us that track. Okay. I think that there is like an extended track. I'm guessing, but it's an educated guess. Yes. Okay. So let's play that extended okay. track if it exists. Okay, and we'll come right back cool. with the New York Knicks episode of the No Joke Podcast. We are the New York Knicks. 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 Say go New York, go New York, go. On the fourth score and Morris 94 And the Knicks are hardcore And I'll tell you like this We ain't never looked sharper With Hubert, Bonner, Greg, and Harper It's the 
are back on pace Everyone's gearing up for the championship race And the fans are going crazy and they're doing it for a reason Cause 94 is the Knickerbocker season You better believe the Knicks got all that it takes We're shooting three-pointers And we're running fast breaks And if your defense makes a mistake Then BAM! You ain't dunks in your face This is a team you don't wanna miss We are New York We are the New York Knicks Go New York, go New York, go! All you hear is a swish Threes by Starks and dunks by Smith And no rebounds if that's the case We put Oakley and Mace in your face We draw charges and we set picks We are New York, we are the New York Knicks Say go New York, go New York, go Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. We're talking about the New York Knicks. Yeah. Go New York, go New York, go. That, that song amazing. celebrates 1994. We <laughs> yeah. were saying while we were listening to it, that's the last cool thing the Knicks have had Truly. 23 years ago. Basically. Name yes. one other cool thing. Not a thing. When we got rid of Isaiah Thomas. And Marbury was kind of cool. <laughs> For a second. Right. And then he went nuts. <laughs> yes. So, oh yeah, exactly. Um, love a good New York hype song. My Gosh, and that song is like, and yeah, man, like New York in the 90s. If you play New York, New York uh, by Frank Sinatra at a wedding, I'm going to like tear up. It's going to get, emo- you're not going to weep, but you're going to get a moat. You're going to well up. It's up to you, them- New York. I mean, I just, just great. We're New Yorker. Billy and I are sentimental New York. It's just like we are sort of like sardonic, thick-skinned men, yes, but we're also at our core kind of like New York sentimentalists. But you do – You, I, I was just reading somebody else. They wrote like this funny short article about mm. uh, leaving like Chicago. Yeah. And how, when they were in Chicago, they were talking about like – not like the urban Chicago, just like maybe mm-hmm. adjacent, maybe mm-hmm. like a, a Crystal Lake Suburb- or something. Yep. Right. And they were saying how – when they're there, they're like, this is a hellscape with, like, no ceiling for success. And the second they leave town and go somewhere else, they're like, that is a bastion it's of a how everyone should act. And it's like, we are the same exactly way. exactly what happens. 100%. That's exactly what happens. I am 100% that way with Long Island as well. Exactly. But, like, you better not talk shit about Long Island. But when I'm there, I'm like, I'm only get talking me a, shit about it. Get me a slice and get me get out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> and then as soon as you leave, you're like, get me back there. Right. Yeah. I forget that everyone just gives you the finger there. <laughs> In traffic, it's just like, whoops, there's another finger. <laughs> Like on just the LIE, it's just like, whoops, and there's not like you switch <laughs> lanes and you give the finger. Yes. It's just wild. Billy, do you remember the first Knicks game that you went to? I mean, I know one particular, you were at a which, seminal Knicks which game. Which honestly feels like the Maybe first the Knicks first game I went to. Because that was 95. Right. And we are referring to uh, Michael Jordan when he came back from retirement the first time. Right. Uh, his fifth game back yes. was a game at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks yes. in 1995. Billy was there. Yep. Can't believe it. And uh, he's, was that where he scored 55? 55, game-winning assist to Bill Winning. Yeah, it's kind of a legendary game. I was yeah. there. I was in the absolute last row. That's My soccer coach got us the tickets. So cool. And the next day, his business partner asked, because people around us were complaining, why did you invite a Chicago Bulls fan? Yes. That was me. That I, was you. I was like 13. Did you wear a Jordan jersey to the game? Hat. A Jordan hat. Hat. Yes. Hat, not shirt. Yes. Shirt's a billboard. Hat's a... Just let me yes. have it. Billy, there was a funny little internet item, tangentially related, that I wonder if you saw this morning. Okay. Which is that they are... Ch- uh, in China, there's like this rash of like knockoff Jordan gear. Oh. Like knockoff... Oh, with the butt? Yes. Saw it. Okay, good. It has a butt crack. Like, if you see a butt crack, you know that's probably not legit. No brand... It's not going to make its way through corporate. No. 
with the crack. Right. So Who needs the crack? Nobody needs the crack. What are you crack. saying? What are you saying with that? So just for some context, there is the knockoff Jordan brand sneakers and like Jordan brand gear in China. And the way that you can sort of the, the, the kind of marker that you can tell it's not the real thing right. is that the Jordan logo that everyone knows, the Jumpman logo of him soaring through the air with right. the ball, there's like a pronounced derriere. Yeah, there's a there's – a, it's there's not a just a blood crack butt. where Michael Jordan's like butt frame would <laughs> yeah, be. No. They've given like girth. It's a peach. It's been lived in. <laughs> This butt has been lived in. Stop that. It's true. Exactly. That's true, though. It's the, but like to me, it's like who's getting fooled by that? Exactly. It's the equivalent of like Bart Simpson doing the Jumpman logo. Yeah. It's like that's not clearly. It's like kind of like it, that's but there's right. a butt crack. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that though. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so we where we left off. We were talking about James Dolan. Yeah, James Dolan. Cablevision is its own problematic company. That's right. And he also owns the New York Knicks. He knows nothing about basketball. He'll be the first to admit it. Nothing at all. He owns the Knicks and the The Rangers Rangers because he owns, like, the Garden, right? right? Yes. So he has all the the money and all the power when it comes to 34th Street. Gosh, that is brutal. And And he's a doofus. And over time, he just made progressively worse and worse decisions. Truly, for, like, 15 years. And New York prides itself on a lot of things. Yes. But one thing it really prides itself on is street ball. And basketball. Yes. Period. Yes. That is an identity issue for the New York Knicks. That's true. People say the NBA is better when the Lakers and the Knicks are good. Okay. Madison Square Garden is referred to as the Mecca in the NBA. The Mecca. And it's tough when your team is winning 12 games a year and 13 games a year to really believe that. It's hard. It feels like when Marv Albert says that after like seven years of winning 10 games. It feels mocking. It feels ironic. Well, it just feels like we we don't deserve that. Yes, exactly. You know? This isn't the Mecca anymore. Like New York should shutter the street basketball games. The Knicks are horrible. Right. We don't deserve – the, the awesome culture of New York City basketball. Right. The Knicks aren't living up to that. Can you name some of the basketball players who passed through the New York Knicks at that time? There are so many. During like the late 90s to early whatever in our doldrums. Again, I mean, this is going to be very exclusive to the listeners. No, oh, no joke, yeah. But I will just name a couple. Please. Um, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas was there maybe once or twice. Mochi Norris or Katino Mobley? Mucci, but I think they both were there. Dikembe Mutombo yep. made a little pit stop. Tracy McGrady was Tracy definitely McGrady there. Tracy McGrady definitely was there. Steve, Stevie Franchise ruined oh, yeah. his career there. He was going to be the difference we maker. We all were the best at getting the players just as they're about to get hurt or injured. Keith or Van Horn was definitely in the mix. Oh, that's too bad. Right. That's too bad. Yep. yep. These uh, were just get yeah. guys getting paid and getting out of there. I know. That 95 draft was bad. It was like John Wallace, Dante Jones, and another one. It was like really the kind of the beginning of I the was end. there. You were there at that draft? That was the year that Kobe Bryant got drafted. That's right. Alan and Iverson yes. and Marbury That's right. and Steve Nash. That's right. And the Knicks had 15 uh, – in the top 15, they had three picks. Yes. And it was stacked. Like, Peja went, like, 28. Kobe went 11 or Thir- something? 11 13? or 13. Right there. Um, the Knicks took three no-names. Nope. And in a sea of Hall of Famers, they took three no-names. <laughs> One of them was Walter McCarty. Oh. And the only thing he contributed to the New York Knicks was singing the national anthem once. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. And now I give the microphone to Adam. Remind the listeners real quick about why something like that is so embarrassing. Well, Billy, when a player on the basketball team playing in that day's game sings the national anthem, it's embarrassing because it sort of undercuts the, I don't know, I mean, to say it's machismo or to say it's just sort of the allure of being one of the team members. Well said. It kind of just sort of dilutes or sort of undercuts the severity with which you would be taken as a basketball player. Now, how do you know this so well? I was uh, rode the bench on my varsity basketball team, and maybe I've told this story before on the podcast, but uh, I was also doing high school theater. It was my senior year. My basketball coach happened to come see me in the play, yep. Guys and Dolls. That's a musical. He, it's a musical. He said, wow, Adam can really sing. Adam, would you want to sing the national anthem before one of our games? I blame your coach. <laughs> I've never thought about that, but I blame your coach. Yeah, and like... Give me the foresight, coach. Come on, man. And like, when a coach asks you a thing, like, who says no, like, you can't 
Well, I mean, like, well, that's one of those times where if my coach ever asked me to sing, I'd say no. You would have just been like, no, thanks. I wouldn't say thanks. I'd be like, no, coach. <laughs> I should have. Uh, I wish I had her conviction. I said, of course, yes, thank you. I probably, I probably said thanks. You're a better man. I probably said You're thank a better you. boy than Bill. Not sure about that. Uh, but so there was a game, and we were playing one of our. You did your layup lines. There was probably cool rap music. Everyone's getting hype. Bombs over Baghdad is playing at ear splitting volume. And I'm like Love. one of the boys for a second. Of course. Until it's long time. shorts, probably. Okay. Yep. And like all national anthems previous to this for high school basketball games are just like a crappy, cruddy little recording. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Exactly. That's fine. Correct. The parents stand or they don't stand, and it's fine. Frankly, no one cares. No one cares. Right. Until and unless it's a live performance. Coach Expect- thought this was a good idea. <laughs> there had never not, not only had no player ever sang the national anthem before, no human right. had ever done a live rendition of it before. Not necessary. You're historic. <laughs> historic. Okay. So I sang the national anthem. He asked me to do it. I said, yes, thank you. Yep. We were playing a rival team who was much better than us and from, you know, one of maybe the wrong side of the tracks. Okay. And they were whatever. Okay. So I'm up there in my jersey, really. Yep. Yep. Just like Walter McCarty. Wish they, in- let, wish they let you wear a suit for that Anything part. Anything else. A tearaway suit, maybe. <laughs> Anything else. Right. So I'm sitting there in my jersey, which yep. I know I'm not going to get in the game and play. No. Hell no. No. No way. This is your court time. This is it. Yeah. This is <laughs> This is it. Yep. So I'm singing the national anthem. My team to my right, the rival team to my left. Yep. My team to my right knows it's coming, but is still deeply ashamed for me. Sure. Not even of me, but for me. Well, they're thinking also of the basketball <laughs> game that they're going to play in. That's right. And that I'm supposed to be thinking about as well. But right now you're thinking about, are you in key? That's correct. Wow. Francis Scott key. And then over here. Unbelievable. We have the Water of Elite. And they're really good at basketball. And they are... Uh, dumbfounded, befuddled, yeah. confused. They have the competitive advantage now. Yeah. If I was on their bench and somebody from the other team walked out and sang, I'd be like, yo, put that dude on the court. And I'm talking like me at 17, who was yeah. like, I come across as like a nice guy, but like I was ready to mock yeah, at exactly. 17. And so were they. Of course. And they looked at me and I was just feasting hyenas. Feasting hyenas. I will pray on that nerd. And I am raw nerd meat. I'm just raw nerd meat. He's going to box me out. <laughs> He's hitting the high notes right now. Why is he singing? <laughs> if he's going to box me out, why is he singing? Right. If you come on the court, the first thing I'm going to do is walk in, into your ear and be like, I saw you sing. Just now. I saw you, you sang for us. I saw you sing. You... <laughs> exactly. Give him the ball. Yeah, give him the ball. He, he sings. sings. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't so, last a minute. No way. Right. So, well, that was the irony. So I was singing the national anthem and embarrassing myself and doing just fine. But I could, like, hear them sort of muttering. And they were, like, literally saying under their breath, like, yo, dude, like, if you get into this game, like, what are you doing? Like, if you get into this game, like, I'm going to cut you, dude. And they were, like, they were Real. saying that. Real. Real. And, like, to your point, like, wild 17-year-old hyenas. Yes. Ready to attack and pounce on the raw nerd meat. Sure. And I was uh, – so I fa- finished the national anthem. And they're, like, if you get into this game, I'm going to cut you. Yes. And – I was holding on to my ace in the hole, which was that I knew that I had a secret, which was that I was definitely not getting into that game. Hashtag winning. No chance. Hashtag winning. You can't cut me if I'm on the bench. <laughs> exactly. You can't cut me if I'm on the bench. Yes, but it stick. It definitely stands out. And I know I've talked about like my experience doing singing telegrams and things that I'm sort of immune to embarrassment, but that memory definitely does trigger some sure. deep. Well, that's deep the kind of the thing about the New York Knicks. Yeah. 
Because basketball is an identity yeah. to a certain point. And when, like in all sports, when your team is good, you're good. That's true. But basketball, I don't know, at least for me and my friends, our friends, mm-hmm. uh, basketball hits the hardest. Yeah, man. And the Knicks were a laughing stock for so long yeah. that it makes us feel like, well, the NBA isn't fun and I'm kind of a nerd. Kind of. Right. Kind of. It's like, then you're like, do I root for the Clippers now that I moved out here? And like, you do kind of. Kind of. And like, you sort of like, you're willing to like give up your allegiance after a certain while. But if the Knicks are so bad for right. so long, you just get so deflated and discouraged. You're like, I'm a Nets fan. I don't care. Right. I I love the game. Give me just something to watch. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, Well, that was the Knicks, and that was your singing of the national anthem. I was. For the past 15 years. Yes. The Knicks were just taking L's after L's after after L's. L's. They were nerd meat for 15 years. But the reason we are doing this podcast is because for the first time in a long time, we've turned a corner. I think we have. The New York Knicks are cool and good. We're cool now. It happened. We got rid of some dead weight. Yes. And um, we've invested in the future. Yes. And we feel cool now. Yes. One player in particular that is the future. He's seven foot million. His name is Kristaps Porzingis. Yes. I think he's from Latvia. He is. He's from Latvia. He is. He is 7'3". He's maybe 20 years old. Right. Maximum. Yes. Very mature for his age. Great team leader. Time for his wings to spread. We, the team is following his lead. Oh, my God. And we're winning. You're getting me fired up right now, Billy. So uh, true. we'll do an ad break. Yeah. We'll come back and we'll talk about your 2017 New York Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go. The No Joke Podcast would like to thank HelloFresh for their continued sponsorship of our show. We're very grateful. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. One of the best parts is the convenience. You can choose your delivery day so that it best works for your schedule. You can pause your account for weeks at a time when you're out of town, and all the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. Mm -hmm. And they're all delivered right to your door in recycling. Insulated packaging. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. Um, three plans to choose from. You have classic, veggie, and family. The classic is just the variety of meat, fish, and the seasonal produce. The veggie are vegetarian recipes with plant-based proteins, grains, and seasonal produce. And family are quick and easy meals with all the yum-worthy flavor the whole family will love. And it's simple. You won't spend all night in the kitchen because most of their recipes only take around 30 minutes. There are plenty of one-pot recipes if you are in a serious rush and there's only minimal cleanup and each week there's a 20 minute meal on the classic menu for when you really do not have any more than 20 minutes yes my wife Maggie and I uh, have used HelloFresh and it is very very delicious we have had their favorite uh, one of their favorite meals the Juicy Lucy burger with tomato onion jam and arugula salad Mm -hmm. Uh, any meal with the word Lucy involved is something for me so I really appreciate it and it's very delicious so if you want perhaps a free Lucy yeah (laughs) for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code NOJOKE. Once again, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code NOJOKE. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. It is the third act. We are talking about the New York Knicks. New York Knickerbockers. <clears throat> Before we get into why we are talking about the New York Knicks, and specifically the 2017 New York Knicks, yeah. we'd be lying if we said this wasn't a gift podcast. We have a gift to open. Last Again. week, we uh, did an episode about duos, but 20 minutes of it was spent talking about Moana, yep. uh, about uh, a corkboard. Yep, Color Rage Epson. Yep. We All just, our favorite things. A lot of things. A lot of things. And um, we got another gift. We have another gift. Adam, the, get to it. Shall I do the honors? Yep. Okay. This we is where I vamp. Opening our Amazon Prime package here. Yep. Can't wait to see see. Okay. It's like every morning is Christmas morning around here at HeadGum. That's okay. True. Okay, Bill. Uh-huh. 
Okay. We have a wonderful, oh, wonderful packaging. It says a gift for you. It's a really delightful gray bag with some silver polka dots tied yeah. in. Really nice white ribbon. You'd imagine that there's – it's a type of little pouch where you'd think like three magic beans That's right. Are it's like a Jack it. and the Beanstalk type pouch. Wow. This I is think. the most impressive card we've gotten from Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So there's a note. Shall okay. I read it? Please. Billy. Whoa. Whoa. Billy! Exclamation point. Wow. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Billy is just for our listeners. He's thrilled. Not Billy comma. Nope. Billy exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> is my response. I hope this helps you start all the fires oh. that your heart desires. Oh, crap. love Jake Fryland. Oh, crap. I'm just going to read the note again. Crap on a cross. <laughs> Billy. Oh, I hope this helps you start all the fires that your heart desires. I love <laughs> Jake Fryland. I'm drowning in joy. I am drowning in Billy, joy. Billy, I don't feel comfortable opening this. This is for you. Okay. I need you. you now this, I need you to vamp. This is for you. I'll vamp. You amp. This is an amazing, amazing gesture. Jake, we just want to say thank you so much again. You are literally too kind to us. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Sorry. I'm a little away from the it's microphone okay. I'm because gonna I'm going I'm going to walk them through. Billy is untying the white ribbon as we speak. Mm-hmm. It does look like a magic bean pouch. It does look like a magic bean pouch. Billy is quaking with anticipation. He's very excited. His hand is in the bag. Cricket. It is just thing. pulled out. It's the thing, Adam. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a fire spark. <laughs> Jake Fryland, you dirty dog. It's unbelievable. I now – have you ever played Zelda? Yes, of course. You know when, like, you're just starting out and you don't even have a boomerang yet? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't even, like, pull coins in from a distance? That's right. When you get a fire in Zelda, when you have the ability to start making fire, yeah. the game changes. 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 Today is November 22nd. That's right. First. 21st. 21st. Yep. The game has been changed. Today. Billy has fire. Thank you, Mr. Fryland. Wow, Adam. <laughs> so we – so, Billy, you want to just give a little bit of context because we asked for yes. a flint, like a flint. So last week we uh, we got carried away. We got really carried away in the gift request. We were just getting gifted so hard. I just like <laughs> out of nowhere – I didn't even know I wanted it, but yeah. I did. Trust me, I did. <laughs> I just said – I, what I want next, that is presume, that is so presumptuous and awful. What I want next. Is the f- ability to make fire. <laughs> you and I then spent a minute going, f- f- yeah. the sound f- a fire starter yeah. might make. Never called it the right thing. Never no. used the word spark. <laughs> no, didn't know. Well, Jake Fryland, yes. at Week Old Coffee on Twitter and on Instagram, Unreal. Uh, said what they're thinking about is a spark of fire. And they should get one from the Darman Company. Cool, man. Can I see that? Yes. So now if anybody wants to go camping with Bill, email at NoJokePod, fire on Bill. Firestarter with whistle and scraper. Calm. This rules. Jake, this fully rules. I only asked for a fire starter, but this comes with a whistle and a scraper? Yeah, man. This okay. is awesome. It has like a little – there's like a little um, – uh, ruler, the, it's a measuring stick. This is sick, man. Adam. I don't mean to brag, but when was the last time someone gave you a scraper? Literally never happened. Well, never happened, man. If you need to borrow my scraper, I got one. Shoot, man, that go, rules. Go New York, go New York, <laughs> New York go. go. Great. Wow. Thank okay. you, Jake. Truly, thank you, Jake. That is so generous, and we will start all the fires. <laughs> Once again, as a reminder, if you know someone who works at the Goober Company, Goober, please. Goober us with all of the varietals. <laughs> Maybe there's a strawberry varietal. Varietal. Maybe there's a seedless strawberry Is there varietal. Seedless? We'd love a we'd love a Concord grape. Uh, we'd love a Concord grape varietal. Perhaps crunchy PB, creamy PB. You tell us what the permutations are. Okay, <laughs> you just struck on something, Adam. What? Are you a crunchy guy? Of course. Oh dear God. Why? You never this crunch? is like when you saw the dress as one color and I saw the dress as the other color. Why, you don't ever mess with crunchy PB? You think you know someone. <laughs> Billy, are we still friends? <laughs> Look, are we, 
we have so much of a shared history. I can't leave you now. But this is the unforeseen. First armor? This is unforeseen. What's your beef with crunchy peanut butter, Bill? Okay. You for, need smooth texture only? I don't need – when I'm done with the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I don't need uh, like 16 reminders in my teeth that I ate a peanut butter fair, and jelly sandwich. Fair. Like I'll eat nerds, the candy nerds, when I want to eat small rocks. <laughs> when I want to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I want to be taken baby. on a smooth ride, smooth. a lazy river. Rob Thomas and Santana smooth. Exactly. I want Rob Thomas <laughs> – and I want Santana. Smooth. I don't need Rob, Santa- Rob and Santana <laughs> no. crunchy. Crunchy. Did they no. ever write a song called Crunchy? Uh, nope. Do you know why? Because it's probably the worst peanut butter. I would be curious <laughs> <laughs> what the American map looks like. Yeah. What do you think it would shake out to? Like, like who? We'll do a Twitter poll. Yes. When this episode comes out as well. Crunchy be creamy. Someone please remind me if we don't do it in the first day. Yes. What do you think it would shake out as? Like in terms of like general population, who prefers? 54% prefer. 82% prefer. Billy, I, I, I don't mean to... Rain on my parade. I don't mean to rain on your creamy Rob Thomas parade, but I don't know, man. I think that a lot of people get into the peanut butter game for the nut element of it. And really? I, I don't think too many people are mad at some multi-textured peanut butter. I know you people are out there. Yeah. I'm not saying you people aren't out You're there. You're looking at one, Bill. I know. <laughs> Do you have an Audi belly button? Are you no. left-handed? Come on. I'm not a psycho. Hey. No, hey. no, no. Hey, no, no, Billy. Um, yeah. Well, okay. We're not going to insult the Audi belly buttons, yes, the yes. left-handed or the crunchies Never. any more than no. we just of did. Of course. Of course. Um, we're trying to talk about the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. And we had alluded to the man in the middle. Yeah, man. Kristaps Porzingis, the unicorn. What's great about the NBA right now is that every team seems to have a new rookie and a new star. That's true. It does feel like the changing of the guard where I remember when LeBron and Kevin Durant like took it from Iverson and Vince yes. Carter and those yes. guys. Where it was like, oh, new new leaders, new lead. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo Anthony did it too. Yes. Now it feels like it's happening it's again. It's a turnover. What's and... happening in Philadelphia? I mean, Kyrie feels like one of these young guys still. Porzingis, Jonas. Exactly. I mean, all these guys kind of spilled out. There's like a brand new generation of like the players that were like we're clearly looking very clearly at the future of the nba in a way with all these like mm-hmm. 20 to 22 year old like you just phenoms like, phenom true phenoms yeah they're basketball phenoms now and now it feels like you kind of have to have one yeah you know and you can't like you can't trade for one per se that's right it's like now you ca- and the knicks have arguably one believe- of the best three of them i can't believe we got one it does feel like we won that we did win the literal lottery but right like, we, it feels like we did if you don't follow basketball we're gonna say his name again it's Chris Stapps Porzingis. Uh, it's a funny name, and he's a very, very amazing basketball player. Yeah, yeah. he's very level-headed. He's yeah. a good leader. You'll like him. Yes. Um, for the first two seasons, he had a star on his team, Carmelo Anthony. Yes. And Carmelo took the majority of the shots, yep. took the game-winning shots, yep. and the team kind of, like you said, James Dolan, the trickle-down spirit down yep. to the players, yep. same thing happens with your team captain. Kind of. And Melo was and is kind of a plateaued basketball player yep. who hasn't necessarily found his stride right. in the playoffs and in general success. True. And so Chris Dapps Porzingis kind of had to work within the shadow of that. That's right. New York was desperate for change. Yeah. We finally moved the pieces that were like stunting his growth. Yes. And this is his first season. And yes. granted, it's only 16 games in. Fairly early, but still, he's that's like a 20, fifth of the way through the season. He's averaging 28 points a game. Unbelievable. He's averaging something like four blocks a game. Crazy. Something like nine or 10 rebounds a game. He is a true pro. And the Knicks are winning. I can't believe it, it does. It really does feel like I think you're right in that like the new landscape of the NBA is such that like you do kind of need one of the best, like one of the toppest tier A plus top tier players yeah. to even compete. I mean, in it, the league at all. Two years ago, as as soon as last year, it seemed like you needed three stars. Yeah. 
And stars were clearly defined as these players who have been in the league for like eight to ten years yes. and like know how to win. And like now Oklahoma City did it, and yes. they have the opposite record as the Knicks. They're That's seven right. and nine, and we're nine and seven. They took Carmelo. There's a new exactly. There's yeah. a new. It seems like there's a paradigm shift yeah. in the NBA, and now you need one of these young studs. And it's kind of and not just young studs, but like the Ben Simmons, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the like the Kristaps mold. It's like this new sort of like this. This mold that LeBron kind of like prototyped, which was and like Durant kind of prototyped. and Durant and Magic seven Johnson. footers, and seven yeah exactly. Sorry, no no, but like big people with height who can run the point exactly, and like Magic Johnson was probably the true prototype mm-hmm. of that a six nine point guard, mm-hmm. which was in the eighties truly revelatory. Mm-hmm. LeBron is total Magic two point yeah. and like raised it to a whole new level, and now he kind of set the floor for that. And now everyone that seems to be coming into the league and making an impact is sick. Ben Simmons is six ten point guard. Yes. Giannis is a six eleven. Point guard. Yep. Chris Stapps is seven foot three and shoots threes more than anything. Yep. And it's like that's the new game now. Yep. That's the game. That's the way the game is played in football. A player named Rob Gronkowski is an impossible cover. They say. Yeah. Because you put a smaller guy like a defensive back or a safety on right. him. You can't – he's just so much bigger, he will always get the ball. Right. So then you put a linebacker on him. He's too fast. And he'll just run right past that linebacker. Chris Stapps Porzingis is that. Yes. He's truly – he can just turn and face the basket and he shoots from such a high height that you can't block it. If you put your big lubbering center on him, Chris Stapps is going to juke him left, juke him right, beat him baseline, dunk. Yeah. If you put a small guy on him, Chris Stapps is going to step back and shoot over him all day long. But this isn't a Chris Stapps Porzingis podcast. This no. is a New York Knicks <laughs> That's right. podcast. That's right, Bill. So I want to show a little bit more love to the men on the roster. Hell yeah, dude. One guy we got for Carmelo Anthony in this mm. season is Ennis Cantor. Yeah! He is... The heart and soul of this team He's right a bruiser. Now. He will outperform against any center he's playing against. He is pure hustle. Yes. He is a guy who, when he shows up to a team, he immediately loves that team and the fan base. And that will be good for the New York That's Knicks. That's nice. How can you tell? He's just like... Vocal about it. When uh, LeBron said that the Knicks should address drafted Dennis Smith Jr., first person to step up, and then literally get attacked by barking at LeBron. That's right. Cancer. Cancer. Awesome. We also got Doug McDermott. Yeah, we did. Doug McDermott averaged 27 points in college and won the award for most points averaged in a season. At Creighton. He was at like Creighton. a freak phenom. He's kind of bounced around in the NBA, hasn't found the right team. The Knicks are giving him the minutes, and he is now putting in massive baskets. That's sick. Our two guards, Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway, yeah. are what you want out of New York guards hustle. Courtney Lee is a defensive stalwart. These guys run through brick walls. Yeah, they look faster than everyone else on the team. Like an, I, another New York identifier is taking the ball to the hole. Yeah. New Yorkers like guys who take the ball to the yep, hole. Yep, yep, yep. Those that, two guys do that. It's that aggro street ball mentality that you were kind of talking about. Our sixth man, our rookie, our point guard with a seven foot wingspan is Frank Nil- uh, Nilakina. He's really good. He is, he's guarded uh, Harden and shut him down. Jeez. He's guarded Kyrie and put up massive numbers he's defensively. He's defensive like that? Yeah, he has Wow. Like four steals. He's like on pace to potentially break the all-time steals record for a rookie. Really? Which again, New Yorkers love defense. Defense, babe. We love hustle. Love we that. love grit. He steals the ball, takes it from the other team, clowns them. Love them already. So we love all of these yeah, New the York. Pieces are there. Yeah. The pieces are there. Yeah. And it's just nice to and this episode, I should even mention, we have a mutual friend, Eric Rothfeld. Yes. Oh. We text all the time. And I keep asking him, is there a good New York Knicks podcast that yeah. I could be listening to? Yeah. Maybe something on the MSG network or ESPN related, a New York yep. Knicks podcast. Yep. There isn't one no. that just really satisfied. And I've tried, but it's just like you're either too New York, too yeah. insider. The quality is not there. So I'm glad that we got this. I got this off my chest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I like literally needed no to just – podcast out there. And I want to tell people who maybe are fair weather fans and they don't really have a team. This is the team to root for. Maybe you have League Pass. Watch some Knicks games. They're fun. Jump on the bandwagon now. Yeah. Yeah. We fight. 
we're tough. We're the New York Knicks. I don't think since Michael Jordan has retired that I've ever wanted to be so invested in the New York I'd Knicks. I'd love to hear this, Billy. So this is a real opportunity. I love this. Knicks fans, win over the fans of the No Joke podcast and win over its host, Billy. This is your chance. Billy, please, as I, you, I am fiending and feasting off your optimism right now, but please uh, allow me to ask one pessimistic question. Yes. Why would Chris Tapps Porzingis stay with the New York Knicks when his contract runs out? Why won't he leave? Because after the games, he walks out onto the streets of New York City, and there's no better place to arrive. Can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. That's true. Period. That's true. You want to feel like a king, and you want to win for the city that drafted you and invested in you, and you hit game-winning shots since a rookie? Why not New York? But don't you think that paradigm has also shifted where people don't care about loyalty and winning with the team that drafted you anymore? He seems different. he seems different okay. for all the right reasons. Hope so, baby. So we will continue to watch the New York yes, Knicks. Yes, we will. Uh, that is the New York Knicks podcast. This is a blast. I'm going to go home and watch every game again right now. Do you have League Pass? I do. Watch the New York Knicks. I will. <laughs> for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.